0: This is DJ Moore. You listen to a Roster Watch.
1: Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch podcast, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined by the Trash Man. Today we're going to be talking about some wide receivers that we are currently fading for 2023 uh, season-long leagues, be they best ball or managed league, um, you know, season-long traditional redraft. We'll be talking about all those, but first, a quick reminder that you can find all of our content over at rosterwatch.com. These tools and cheat sheets and various things that we're going to be referencing, you can find those over at Roster Watch. We've just put up the PPR version of the Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet, which is for season-long managed leagues. Clearly, our flagship product um, is the three versions of the cheat sheet. The first version we get up is always the PPR cheat sheet, so not to be confused with the Best Ball Cheat Sheet, the Dynasty Rookie Cheat Sheet, the Dynasty Top 250. All things available to our pro members over at rosterwatch.com. Trashman, what the hell's going on, brother? Just enjoying another
0: sweltering day in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I went to go see Theo Vaughn this weekend. Oh, yeah? Did you see him? Was he at Rogan's spot? No, he was at the Paramount. Oh. And uh, I went with my old roommate, David. And so he's a hell of a fisherman.
1: He's a hell of a fisherman. He's a he's he's a great trout fisherman.
0: Oh yeah, he is, but he's he's not great at some other things. And like he got, you know, he got these tickets from a friend. Turns out um his wife got the same tickets from the same friend and invited some of her friends. So like we have the same seats. As his wife? Yeah, so like so basically we don't have seats cuz like he's like well of course he's going to let his wife and her friends go but we're already at the theater um
1: we Ooh, they let us in Somebody gifted the same set of tickets twice? Yes well that person's the real villain in the story yeah but i
0: mean we ended up being the real villains because we went in to the theater they let us in somehow and of like of course
1: did- you're, you're you're the trash man how would you how could it have been a, an, an event where you didn't get something for free or managed to sneak in somehow it's unbelievable we we're just seat hopping the whole time though it was it was stressful yeah um all right let's talk about some of this well be, be, before we do this um I just I wanted to ask you about the Dalvin Cook news. Um, so now it's like it's come out that you know Denver was somebody who they talked about as possibly being interested in Dalvin. Our friend Ben Albright basically came out and said no that you know that this is never going to happen that that they're happy with their running back room. So there's two things to this one. What is it about? What is it? Do you think that Dalvin's asking for too much money? And then, I mean, I just don't think anybody's going to sign him. That's that's my take on it. Nobody's going to take on a contract because he's come in and said, like, look, um, being somewhat reasonable by saying, you know, he's probably not expecting to get the amount that was guaranteed to him originally, what the fourteen million or whatever over the long term. But he wants a substantial contract. He wants a multi-year contract. He probably wants it to be in a probably 10 million from what I'm reading between the lines, he he was 10 million a year. Um, That's not going to happen though. Right. And then also, what does it say about the Broncos and their faith in what's going on with Javante Williams, that that even started to percolate up? Yeah, that's a more interesting
0: story to me just because, I mean, really it's Javante and Samaje and a pack of peanuts behind him. So I feel like they have to really like Javante's outlook right now if they're not you know if if they're already out of the running oh
1: so you're saying that since they're already out of the running and since insiders like ben albright had said the whole time like no this ain't happening it's like the fact that it bubbled up as a rumor doesn't matter it was probably just a false rumor yeah okay um there was also something else that i wanted to hit on just quickly and it was you kind of brought it up about about DeAndre Hopkins. Um, now, I guess uh, they, they're saying officially they're bringing him in for a workout. So the interest now, I mean, there is there is interest. And there is you know, there is opportunity to be had there with the Patriots. If it was just a one-year deal for a Hop, do, does that affect to you his value? Because we've had him as a free agent. He's probably going to land somewhere. Um, this isn't... Uh, but not my ideal landing spot. Well, that's why he's one of my five
0: receivers who I'm fading. All right. let's, right
1: just, let's, let's just get into it. So DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is, 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 is your first, you're, you're fading D hop. So I'll, I'll get the, I'll look at the underdog ADPs right now and just look and see where it is. I think he was, he's kind of in that. I know he's kind of in that pocket with, um, you know, guys right now, like, um, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams and stuff like that. I don't know exactly where he is there. Let me pull up the pull up the ADP's he's, and see. I mean, he's right
0: there around Calvin Ridley, Drake London.
1: Okay, so rankings, players for some reason our underdogs being a little bit slow getting this stuff pulled up. So Ridley, Debo Samuel, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver 19. He's ahead of Keenan Allen, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Drake London. But the ADP is not really that far off. It's 39 versus this whole group that we just mentioned. Drake London is only at 43.9. So, I mean, it's, he's going off in that same tier as yeah. far as best ball. And he's just, I mean, you're not, you, you don't want to buy one of the best receivers in the league.
0: If he goes to the Patriots, no. Well, I, I mean, at me, least, I mean, I mean, compared to some of those other guys in similar, I mean, you know, ranked around, I, I'd rather have Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville, wouldn't you?
1: I, uh, Calvin Ridley or DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I'd rather have Calvin Ridley.
0: You know, I mean, would you rather, I mean, I'm, are you the, for Drake London maybe over, over D-Hop if he goes to New England? I mean, this is all
1: contingent on him going to New England. I get it, but I, I mean, you're already pricing in that he's going to New England. That's just he's DeAndre. I Hopkins mean, it looks like a, they're he, Tennessee. I think that he could really be helpful to Mac Jones. I mean, I think that DeAndre—he's the kind of guy that Mac Jones, who's smart, smart guy, knows how to distribute the football. And with DeAndre Hopkins, does he? He doesn't even, he I mean, doesn't you even have to get separation. Mac Jones, I have very little. Well, dude, I mean. At the, at the very least, you can say that he's a, at least a viable NFL quarterback, and any viable NFL quarterback is going to be able to throw the ball to where DeAndre Hopkins can get it and just let him go make a play. I think Mac Jones is the kind of quarterback who would actually do that, and he's also just he's going to be the primary offensive weapon for that team the minute he steps in the door. I don't worry so much about him being a new wide receiver. One of these guys that, I'm, that I have on my fade list, one of the reasons – you know, I don't want to talk about both sides of my mouth, but one of the reasons I'm interested in fading him is, is because, you know, he's on a new team and I don't necessarily like wide receivers going to new teams for the first time, especially ones that come in kind of late in the summer here. It'll be after mandatory mini camps. It'll be, you know, his first action. He won't have any of the OTAs and any of the offseason season program. Um, but I think that DeAndre Hopkins is just so gifted that he's one of these, he's one of these wide receivers that could be able to come in there and just say like, look what I can do.
0: Just yeah, me the it, but I mean, at some point, age has to become a factor in Hopkins'
1: outlook. Well I, well, I mean, you like Ridley better than him, and Calvin Ridley's starting to get kind of old, too, and hadn't really played football in two years. I think the offense is better. I think his quarterback's better. Well, those are – yeah, I mean, those are true things. And Calvin Ridley did really have a really, really good scoring distribution profile when he has played over the course of the last two seasons that he has played. I I, I get that. That's why I have him – Ranked slightly ahead, I just you know I don't love the idea of, of Hopkins landing in New England. I'm just trying to think about though it just sounds so downright unsexy, and sounds so bad. I think that there are some reasons to think it could be okay. I think that just stylistically it feels like he fits up with what they would like to be doing he's a he's a he's a he's a chain mover he can. He doesn't have to be able to get this massive separation. Mac Jones is accurate to the parts of the field wherever DeAndre Hopkins is going to want to be targeted. And I just – I don't have much faith in, like, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the Tyquan one Thorntons. Of, I feel like those are guys you can take a stab on, but not that I'm necessarily super interested in. So, I, to me, it's kind of – I'm not sure I got the full-on fate of, of Hob just, just because of the talent. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who my first one is. And the easiest one for me is just the Bears wide receivers. The Bears. I mean, but
0: I mean, but are their ADPs considerably high?
1: I mean, is it? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, we're it's it's mainly DJ Moore, but they're going higher than yes, they're going much higher than I would ever want to. I mean, DJ Moore is going at pick forty-seven point seven. He's going ahead of Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, who I'm all like, I should just. I'm not going to have any Michael Pittman. I'm just – I'm not going to have any of him. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that in a second. JSN, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, he's going 20 spot. he's going 20 spots ahead of Mike Evans. So, here are my reasons for that. You know, for one, Chicago last year was second fewest um, targets or, or passing attempts per, per game for those guys last year I believe with Fields in it was 22 attempts per game. And so I've talked about it before even when we're talking about a 27% target share for DJ Moore we're looking at, you know, 7.3 targets per per game or something like that from Justin Fields who look I I think Fields is good for fantasy i think you know that is great there's, for fantasy yeah well there's been the, well there's been the talk that they're going to scale back his running and make him a little bit more selective with it while still featuring it right i you know, mean which I, to, think, which I think i think once me means, the rubber
0: hits the road though
1: I, that's going yeah, to be which though. to me means which, which and they said like sometimes when you get down there near the goal line you know you're just going to know when you got to take it in and stuff like that I mean, they realize that it's a key key aspect of his game to be able to run the to be able to run the ball. And I just think, you know, all these guys, uh, Claypool, Mooney, DJ Moore, but it's most specifically DJ Moore. We're talking about an ADP in the 40s. That's wide receiver, DJ Moore right now, wide receiver 26. So basically a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I guess when you think about it in those terms, it's probably not the worst. But it's at a point in drafts where it's just like, I, you know, I'm I'm going to be taking like, that's the point of drafts where guys like Javante Williams and stuff are falling, um, and actually, you know, in best ball drafts, you look at where DJ Moore goes, and it's more along the lines of where guys like Aaron Jones is going, Joe Mixon is going, those kinds of like. There's just absolutely no way that I'm going to be t- t- reaching out to another position and taking. D. DJ Moore there, Justin Fields last year the most sack quarterback not only in the NFL but the most sack quarterback in all of NFL history. The sack rate for him was fourteen point seven percent. Trash do you remember uh, David Carr's first season with the Houston Texans? I try to, I try not to. <laughs> okay, all right, but he had a, he had he had he had a fourteen point six percent sack rate. And all you could think about was him being obliterated, right? It, yeah. I mean, it's it's he and it's it's because Justin Fields holds, but David,
0: on- but David Carr went down a lot harder than Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields, Justin you know, Fields, some leg tackles, you know, and they 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 stopped the play because you know. But he, he, he just he,
1: he 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 holds on to the football too long. Yeah, it's like if, if you look Pro Football Focus charts, this stuff average time to throw. Okay, so of the guys who had at least. Let's just say the guys who had at least 100 dropbacks last year. Because the only guys who had higher average time to throw on all dropbacks were Bryce Perkins and Malik Willis. I mean, that's some shitty company to be in, dude, if you're Justin Fields. Um, he just takes too long back there. He's too long a processor. Other guys that were in the same category was the worst version of Deshaun Watson I've ever seen last year, 3.335 seconds. Um, Sam Darnold, 3.22 seconds. Trey Lance, 3.15 seconds. Here's one Lamar Jackson at 3.12, but that was Lamar Jackson with everybody hurt, every single wide receiver that he had hurt, right? Zach Wilson at 3.07 seconds. Jared Stidham at 3.05. Skylar Thompson at 3.04. Marcus Mariota at 3.03. I mean, we're talking about bad players here, Trashman. Sam Ellinger at 3.02. Tyler Huntley at 3.02. Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett were both at three seconds. So, I mean, even quarterbacks, even quarterbacks that were shitty, like Taylor Heineke and stuff, were under that three seconds. Baker Mayfield last year was 2.87 seconds. He just he holds the football too long. He doesn't process well yet. He takes too many sacks. The number of the 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 number of actual pass attempts that he's going to get off is just going to be too low. And I, I, I don't think I think people just say like oh well, he's developing this great relationship with DJ Moore. You know what I mean? It's hey, like well, who cares? You can
0: only hope that DJ Moore
1: becomes his
0: only target in the passing game. The only one he has to think about.
1: Win your fantasy draft with the 2023 Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet now available at RosterWatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard RosterWatch on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio live from all the NFL events, all of the training camps, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the draft. Now, all you have to do is follow three simple rules using the legendary RosterWatch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. It couldn't be easier. The RosterWatch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet you cannot afford a draft without it, and it's only at RosterWatch.com. All right, so DJ Moore for me. Who is, who's, 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 who's your next wide receiver fade? Deontay Johnson. Good. I'm glad that you're saying it, but I'd like to hear why.
0: Well, you know, he finished with, you know, 147 targets, 7th in NFL, you know, but he only turned that into 800, like less than 900 yards, zero receiving touchdowns. You know, and he's going to get some positive regression regarding those touchdowns. But with George Pickett, Pickens there and now with Alan Robinson there, I just I, I, I think Deontay John, Johnson is going to fade that offense, especially not being able to um, not being a really a scoring option, a primary scoring option for the Steelers.
1: And he always feels doesn't it feel like you always see Deontay Johnson leaving the field, her kind of hurt and banged up during games. And it's just he, he just like he gets off to this hot start with like seven targets in the first half. Yeah, he misses thing, you know, his plays,
0: but I, I guess he doesn't miss
1: these games outright. But right? well, he like he, he 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 comes back in and stuff. But yeah. I, I mean you're right. He's a dude who's like people, you know, everybody that just looks at the spreadsheets and who just who doesn't even watch the games but just cares about you know the, the proper analytics of it, which I mean there there's certainly value to it. We we use a ton of <laughs> statistics and stuff, yeah. clearly. I mean I mean like out.
0: relatively but, like Pickens he seems to be so – ineff-
1: go ahead he seems, be, he seems to be so inefficient to me.
0: Yeah, not I mean Pickens sufficient. had eighty four targets to those one forty seven and ended up with eight hundred yards. You know, well, just an alpha. 80, 80 yards less than Deontay Johnson. Yeah, because on because he's almost
1: he's, half. Yeah, right. because targets. he's an alpha. Because he he's an alpha. Um, I talked about it earlier, and I just, I guess I didn't tease it because I just straight up said it. But it's like, who is taking Michael Pittman at fifty seven point three? It's yeah. just, it's just, it's 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 madness to me. I'm like, let me just tell you that this whole this. There's this whole area, right? Wide receiver to thirty to wide receiver thirty-two, and these are just be my. Besides DJ Moore, I was I was I was I, I was going to say this mainly the Steelers guys in in general. I think Pickens is maybe probably even going a little bit too high, um, but uh, these three guys: Michael Pittman for the Colts, Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seattle Seahawks, and Marquise Brown for the Cardinals. And that's gonna. People are gonna say like, "Whoa, like really?" Because there's there's cases to be made. I think there's cases to be made for JSN and for Marquise Brown, right? Uh, I, it's harder for me to make a case for Michael Pittman. It just it it real it really is just a new quarterback and Anthony Richardson who we're just absolutely not sure of. Yeah. Who had a sub sixty percent completion percentage in in college? I you know. I understand that he's looked really good. I've loved the clips that I've you've seen the clips of him like running through bags and then throwing them you know throwing them into the little section of the of the quarterback um quarterback nets and stuff like that. I mean, he looks good, but Anthony Richardson is going to look good in these drills no matter what. He looks like he looks like a transformer. I mean, he's going to look really really good and impressive no matter what. I just I cannot see this being an offense that automatically you know, starts lighting it up to where their their number one featured downfield wide receiver is going to be somebody that's you know remotely viable in 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 this kind of range. And I mean Pittman, is, I mean Pittman kind of hasn't been hasn't been great, hasn't been great. Loved him as a prospect. He, you know, we've seen some flashes, but he hasn't been a consistently good player. And he's being taken before Tyler Lockett. You know, like. <laughs> He's being taken well, well, well before guys like Kadarius Tony, who profiles as could be the number one and one of the best offenses in the whole league. Yeah. I mean, I I I know the has question marks too, but it's just you get these guys what twenty picks later? Guys like Brandon Cooks, Elijah Moore, that they say looks like the number one target for Deshaun Watson. For I mean, that's like twenty five picks later. You get no thirty picks later. You get Elijah Moore. You get Rashad Bateman 25 picks later. I mean, I understand all these guys have warts, but it's like their warts look pretty pretty damn similar. And we you're talking about two, two, two rounds earlier for the ADP, like no Michael Pittman for me at this point. Yeah, there's plenty of time for these ADPs to shift. And again, we're talking – I'm looking at underdog ADPs, which we've out- outlined on this show numerous times before. These zero running back drafters on – underdog are going to get blown to smithereens whenever we get into real redraft season. I've just done too many of these simulations, running backs go off the board too quick. And I was on the show, the the game plan with uh, my friend Maddie from player profiler over the weekend. And you can listen to that. I'll I'll post it on our website. So you guys can find an easy way to find that. But it's like, it, uh, it, it, if 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 people keep taking these wide receivers this early, and they keep trying to build like this, thinking they're going to have their Aaron Jones available to them in the fifth round, their Joe Mixon's available to them in the fifth round, like all the red, like I'm going to say, screw you, idiots! I'm going to make sure that that's not possible. I'm going to make sure if you start out with three, you've pay, you know, you start out with the tight end and three wide receivers, you're you're going to be staring down the barrel of like a, a Miles Sanders RB one, something like that. <laughs> You're not gonna you're 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 not gonna get your cake and eat it too when it comes to regular redraft leagues. You're forced to kind of go along with these with these people in underdog and in best ball because the simple fact of the matter is with best ball you can't fix things up. We, yeah. Like you can't go to the guy who didn't draft any running backs and say, "Hey, man, look, you're kind of swindled. Like let's 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 make a trade here, balance out our rosters a little bit." You can't do that, so you're kind of forced to kind of go along to get along. It's it's not gonna be like that in. In redraft, and so for me, these guys—Michael Pittman for now at this ADP, no thank you. JSN, pretty simple. I, I just—I mean, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are there. It's just—it's going to be—it's going to be, it's gonna be a, little, a little bit tough. Still love him in dynasty. Not going to pay the steep price of the hype that comes along with the guy that's the wide receiver one in the class for JSN. Just because everybody loves him so much, just like and I this, love him and this
0: so is more. the reason why I did never wanted him as my number one. This is the exact
1: reason. Why? Because because of his landing spot, his potential landing spot. You but you wanted Quentin Johnston, and there's no way I'm taking Quentin Johnston either. He's fine for Dynasty right now. He's not going to do these. I bet he's got. A, I bet he has a better season than JSN. Do you do you want to make a bet on that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, just let's uh, let's make it for two two Jersey Mike subs. <laughs> Okay. And, hey, Jersey Mike's subs are getting a, l- a little expensive. We might need to just make it one Jersey Mike's sub these days. I can't even eat them <laughs>
0: anymore. If you,
1: you, can, you can get them wrapped in lettuce, can't you? I, really? I don't, I don't I'm, know I'm, if they do I'm, that. I'm, I'm not sure Jersey Mike's does that. I, I know Jimmy John's does it. Um, okay, so you say Quentin Johnston, the trash man says that. I got to add it to my little crypt sheet here because I I did the show with Siege and we made a couple bets on there too. Um. What side are you on of this with are you are are you on my side of the Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson PPR? Antonio Gibson. Of course it is. All day. I, told, I told CG's a donk. <laughs> um okay, but so you have Quentin Johnston, I have JSN. I don't like JSN. Like on, on that uh on that I'm 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 telling you he's a fade. So obviously, probably Quentin Johnston's a fade for me. He's just he's 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 going a lot later. Mm-hmm. Um I I told Maddie on that podcast. He asked me for a bold take, and I was kind of under the gun. I said that Jaden Reed's going to outscore JSN this year. He might. I mean, I think it's,
0: it could very well be the case.
1: Hey, speaking of, before we get to that, do you buy into any of this stuff that the Green Bay press is saying about how Jordan Love is locked on to Romeo Dobbs as his number one? <laughs> Dude, I've been it's saying it's not. It can't be true. <laughs> it can. No, it can't. No, who would who would choose that beta <laughs> over alphas? Like like Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. I think he just comes
0: off as being pretty reliable. Um, I especially underneath. I mean, I feel like, like he he's. I feel like he's more of a chain mover than maybe a Christian Watson, who's a big play guy, red zone guy. I mean, I think Watson still ends up with more points on the season, but Dobbs getting up with more receptions. Do you want to make a bet on that? Dobbs more reception than Watson? Yeah.
1: Sure. Really, well, all I- right. So Dobbs, <laughs> Dobbs, so Trashman's got Dobbs, and I have Watson. But we're not talking fantasy points. We're just talking receptions. Yeah, Alex, that's for receptions. One one Jersey Mike sub in in this in 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 this inflated economy. <laughs> okay, um, all right, cool. Couple bets, um, and then so, and then the other guy just. My last one, Marquise Brown, another one that's just very simple. It's going to be be counterintuitive because people are going to say, what do you mean? DeAndre Hopkins is gone. They got nobody else like all the rest of it. To me, this team is absolutely tanking. They're going to tank. They're going to end up getting rid of Kyler Murray. They're going to draft Caleb Williams. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I'm beginning to think that, man, taking any of these Arizona Cardinals is dumb just on its face. Most importantly though, just the quarterbacks. Kyler's not gonna put who's gonna Kyler. I mean, am I crazy? Did, didn't Kyler Murray tear his ACL like in December? Yeah. When like when what like when was that? Kyler Murray ACL. I mean, well, there, I, mean I mean have, 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 have I gone crazy? December eighteenth, twenty twenty two. It was – sources say quarterback Kyler Murray suffered a clean ACL tear with no damage to other ligaments in his knee. The non-contact injury occurred, okay, the week before or so or on, the, on the 17th. So, w- w- I mean, have we just forgotten that this is a one-year deal? Is it different for a tiny little running quarterback? I mean, are you kidding me? The, the, the guy you paid all this money to? you got to push him back in a season where you need to lose anyway?
0: See, yeah, Colt I don't McCoy, think, and then
1: Colt's going to get hurt. Beckman. Colt always gets hurt. Don't don't we know it? I mean, our, our golly. Um,
0: I mean, I mean, I guess it's all relative, though. Is I mean, compared to, I mean, where's Marquise Brown being draft being
1: taken? Like I just said, these three guys go in order. It goes Michael Pittman, JSN, Mark Marquise Brown. And so, if you look at it, and obviously. It's gonna be probably a little bit more inflated at right now for, 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 for this for these guys, but 57.3, 59.9 and sixty. So they're right at the five six turn. Yeah. No. That's you too think early. Think, that's like you're this That's gonna be your it's gonna be your wide receiver two. At best, even if you have a cockamamie zero RB start, it's so you're gonna be your wide receiver four, you know. It's like and then you're and, and then you're no, your wide receiver three. And, then you're, and that's even if you're a, a little bit stuck at running back. So, no, I'm not taking any of those guys. And just one other guy that I'll mention who I talked about over the weekend that I just didn't – I didn't realize that Jonathan Mingo is basically going off the board as rookie wide receiver five. I, I mean, to me, I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't think that that makes much sense. I, I don't understand how he could have gotten that big of a jump because of his landing spot because nobody was thinking about Mingo as a top five guy in the class. I mean, I was pretty close. Okay. Well, you were higher on him than most. I get it. But before the draft, nobody was thinking of him as like a top five prospect. Mm-hmm. And he's going after. He's, go, he's He's. He's the next. He's. I think. Yeah. He's the next. Is he the next? Let me just go over this again. I mean, his landing that spot is, seems, is that that crazy spot is, I, is ideal. Okay. I mean, so, is it? No, it's not. What like? What's ideal about it? It's so, a wide open, wide open, wide open in front of him. I guess. I mean, they brought in two highly paid kind of. Few highly paid free agents who they say that they like and but neither they, one of them are alphas. Shark, they uh, well Joe Persons saw, said that they that, that that they think that Terrace Marshall can be their alpha. Why are they talking so much about Terrace I mean, but, Marshall? But this is exactly what I'm saying. Like there is no clear cut
0: alpha there in front of Mingo.
1: So the way that these guys are going as far as the rookies, I'll just eyeball the rookies as we go through. So JSN is what rookie wide receiver one. Jordan Addison's going about ten picks later than him at rookie wide receiver two. There's no way I can get you to. There's no way I can get you to make a JSN versus Jordan Addison bet, right, Trashman? You're already, you're already well on record with that. Um, uh, wide r- rookie wide receiver three is Quentin Johnston going at eighty one point six. So even to me at the end of the seventh round, still probably going a little bit early for him. Um, Zay Flowers at eighty nine point six. So that he's rookie wide receiver four. The next rookie wide receiver up, Jonathan Mingo. Now, he's, he's a lot later at 131.6. He's followed by Rashi Rice at 134.2. I think oh, it makes or, sense where he is. I mean, there aren't
0: a lot of guys. There aren't a lot of marquee receivers in marquee positions. I can't
1: believe they, that Jalen Hyde is going after those guys. Really? I
0: don't think he's necessarily going to be a starter this season.
1: Well, suits all right. So you you think the Carolinas just a cakewalk, but the New York Giants wide receiver cores is, is some sort of like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle.
0: I think it's going to be harder
1: for. Is Slayton? I think Wondale, it's going to be harder be for high the season. Isaiah I mean, Hodgins, who sucks. Barkley's going to get more targets than him. Already. Barkley's acting exactly like he's going to sit out the ball already
0: going to get more targets than him. Barkley says
1: he. Has, the, Bar- Barkley still hasn't signed his. his still hadn't well, signed his, his his franchise tag. We could be looking you at here. Do you think he's going to sit this season? We could be. He's he said it's not out of the question. I don't know about that. Uh, Darren Waller is who you worry about. There, there's no other wide receivers. Are you? I mean, so, there are. Should he be going? Should 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 Jalen Wyatt Jalen Hyatt be going? Literally. 25 picks after Jonathan Mingo Jalen Hyatt is a, is a raw big play
0: speedster, which is exactly exactly what
1: Slayton was when he came Jaden Reed goes 30 picks after Mingo. Trash man, make it make sense. Marvin Mims goes 35 picks after Mingo. Mingo's going too early. He's, 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 he's my final fade.
0: He can be your final fade. My final fades are Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I think you fade both of those guys. Tampa Bay threw the ball more than any other team last season. That's not happening this year, especially with the quarterbacks that are on that roster. I think it's down years for Godwin and Evans. And it could, reason.
1: and with Mike Evans, like we talked about on the other podcast, it could be the beginning of the end for our for our guy. As sad as that, as sad as that is for the epic, epic, epic Hall Hall of Famer Mike Evans.
0: Yeah, and my last fade is Zay Jones, um, 121 targets in 2022. That's I don't think he's going to come close to that with Calvin Ridley um, on the squad now. I think. Zay Jones had a banner year. I think he's going to get bumped down.
1: So, we you were back on Zay Jones though last year? I thought I I thought once the pants came off, our hands were off.
0: I always I I always well, you know, I evaluated him pretty high at the senior bowl that year. He was one what? of my favorite receivers.
1: What about when he took off his pants and then tried to <laughs> throw himself throw himself out of a glass window?
0: I don't know. We we
1: have bad nights sometimes, you know.